Our second reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. Hear now the word of the Lord. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you did not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given to me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand, for the Father and I are one. Would you please pray with me? Almighty God, we pray that as the scripture has been read and your word proclaimed, that the meditation of our words and our hearts and minds together may allow us to grow, may allow us to be your hands and feet, to be faithful stewards, to be the people you have called us to be. Amen. Amen. I love the question we find in this morning's reading. How long will you keep us in suspense? It's a question that we find ourselves asking still to this day, not only because we want to know how our favorite book or movie or TV drama will end, but because we want to know what's coming around the corner in our lives as well. It might be disappointing for some of you to hear, and I admit that it's a confession, but I used to have a nasty habit of reading the last chapter of a book before starting from the beginning. I liked to know what happened. And surprisingly enough, I enjoyed being able to see how the plot developed leading up to what I read in the end. I'm not saying it's a great way to read a book, believe me, but it's something I used to enjoy. But can you imagine just reading a book and not knowing how it ended? So you write the author and they tell you, well, didn't you read it? You were supposed to have figured out what happened by the time you got at least halfway through. But there are some things that might have been, that have gotten in the way of knowing what happened and whatever it was we were doing. And by the end, we might be caught off guard if we discover that we were following the wrong voice along the way. So what is the unexpected ending, then? What is it that we are supposed to know? What is it that we are supposed to walk away with? What's going to happen? The suspense almost seems too much to bear. Perhaps that's why I enjoyed jumping ahead to read the last chapter before starting at the beginning, because it was one of those rare moments that we might find in our lives as well where we actually have control 
over something. And for me, it might have felt like I had control whether or not I invested the time in, into something, depending on how convincing the ending was. But life, unfortunately, isn't always like that. We don't know how things are going to end, and as much as we try to predict and to plan and to be prepared, more often than not, we find that we are often wrong with our multiple guesses or assumptions. There's nothing wrong with wanting to know what happens next, but the problem we run into is that sometimes the answer has been in front of us all along, and we just haven't been paying attention. I can just imagine stand, uh, Jesus standing among the group of people who had gathered around him, and I can imagine Jesus sort of holding his head like this and saying, come on, guys, how many times do I have to say it? I've already told you, but you're just not listening to what I'm saying. The shepherd in Jesus' story calls out to the sheep who knows the shepherd's name. I think it would be fair to say that we are the sheep and Jesus is the good shepherd, but even though we know then the voice of Christ, we don't always hear and respond to the call. There's a little bit of uncertainty that each and every one of us has to live with. And then there's a little bit of anxiety within each of us as well as we struggle with hearing not only the call of Jesus, but the call, the call that we receive from each other as well, from those around us who also possess the divine spark that was instilled in us by our Creator. If we listen closely enough, or maybe more accurately, listen more attentively, we would be able to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd over the chaotic orchestra of voices that are also vying for our attention. Which can seem like a failure when we think we aren't successful in our discernment of that voice, but it's a part of what it means to grow as a people who are led by God's Holy Spirit. When we think about the many voices that are floating around, it reminds me of a story I once heard about a person who lived with someone who had three very overbearing and misbehaved dogs. You can substitute kids or whatever you want into that, it's fine. But just picture the worst behaved dogs you can. They tore up furniture, they barked at the most inappropriate hours of the day, and they would only be welcoming to their owner whose voice they knew. One day, the, this individual had enough, and so they devised a plan to get revenge. No animals were harmed, throwing that out there first. <laughs> you see, the owner had a very recognizable and easy-to-impersonate voice, and every day the owner would come home and greet the dogs by saying, Hey, where is everyone? So this individual, who was the roommate, spent some time practicing and finally felt as though they had a pretty good imitation of that person's voice. So one day, at the same time the owner usually came home, the roommate instead unlocked the door, opened it, and said, Hey, where is everyone? And all of a sudden, the three dogs came running with their tails wagging happily, but all of a sudden they stopped in their tracks 
and they looked at the roommate with a confused look on their faces. This went on for a few more weeks, the same old routine. But at one point, something changed. Something was different. It was the same time of day when the roommate opened the door, let out the same imitated greeting, but there was silence. The roommate explored the house and found the three dogs sitting in the living room, sleeping. They had finally picked up the differences between the fake voice and the voice of their owner. There are a lot of voices out there, voices that try to trick and confuse us and lead us astray. There are voices that will tell us we will never be good enough. There are voices that tell us no matter how hard we try, we will end up failing. There are voices that tell us to just give up and throw in the towel and go home. But through the flurry of all these voices, there is still one that rings out constantly, calling us home. And that is the voice of the Good Shepherd. And for every voice out there that tells us we will never be good enough, the Good Shepherd says, you are beautiful the way you are. For every voice that tells us we will fail, the Good Shepherd says, don't worry, I'll be with you when you try again. And for every voice that tells us to give up and to go home, the voice of the Good Shepherd pierces through and says, fear not, peace be with you. I'm with you through thick and thin. I don't know many people like the Good Shepherd that Jesus describes in the reading this morning. There are certainly some people in my life who I know I can always rely on and turn to when I need help. They know me and I know them. But what is challenging about the reading this morning is that Jesus almost paints a picture of a much broader family or flock to whom we are called to belong and place our faith. And that takes a lot of courage to invest that much energy into someone whom you've never met before. Now, I don't expect you to leave here this morning and find a complete stranger on the streets of, uh, you know, the, down in the town of Mayopac this morning and love them the same way that Jesus loves us. I would give you a lot of credit, though. But I would understand if that is not your first instinct. Because those kind of relationships take time. And we don't all have the experience of relating to people so openly. As I said uh, before, and as you've seen in the bulletin, today is Mother's Day, which is something most of you probably already knew. And I find that Mother's Day is one of the holidays, much like Father's Day, that evokes a number of different emotions for everyone. There are those who have never been mothers in the traditional sense. There are those who have lost their children or find that they worry about them. There are those who have lost their own mother or those who are mother-like figures to them. And there are those who take this day to cherish those whom they call mom as well. 
whether it be their biological mother, adopted mother, or those special individuals in their lives who have helped live into that role. And of course, there are countless others' experiences as well. Today on this day, all of these things are held in tension, maybe not always feeling like a healthy tension, but we hold them together as we celebrate those who are important in our lives and grieve for the things that we need to grieve for as well. Now when we're talking about God, I don't think we often think about God as being a mother, but we certainly are able to call upon such images that come from such people as the prophet Isaiah, who wrote, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. As a mother, as those who have been a female role model or a figure in other people's lives have been comforted, so too have we found comfort in our own life's journey as we found that we have walked with a number of different people whom God has placed in our lives. It can be a rocky journey, but one that reminds us that the unexpected ending to the story comes at a price that is not always apparent or clear, not always acknowledged by our hearts. Acknowledging not just the joys, because those are things I think we pick on, up on easily, but the things that we don't always acknowledge in our hearts as well, such as the pains as well. The unexpected ending to the story might not seem like a happy ending at first glance. We might not think, we might think then that if we don't hear the Good Shepherd's voice, then there's something wrong with us. But in reality, I don't think that's the case. It's not a one chance and one chance only kind of a thing, but the Good Shepherd is one who continually calls out to the sheep, calling out to them by name, and goes to look for them whenever they get lost. The good shepherd who is also like a protective mother calls us, who calls us by name loves the flock so much that they will make sure that no one or no force takes them away. You hear that this morning. You hear Jesus saying, no one will snatch them from my hand, says the Lord God. Which then, in a plot twist, the end, the unexpected ending, then, maybe shouldn't be that surprising to us. And if we do find it surprising, it's maybe because the love of the Good Shepherd is still so radical in our minds that we can't wrap ourselves around such a sacrifice. Perhaps then the expected ending, the ending that we knew from the beginning, is that the Good Shepherd laid down his life for the sake of others. The Good Shepherd loves us in such a way where we are called to model that love for, uh, to others as well. Like I said before, whether it's our biological mother, or adopted mother, or mother figure, perhaps we can channel a bit of their energy to be present for those who are in need of such divine love and grace and compassion. So let's not be afraid to get a little real 
this Mother's Day. Let's not afraid to be vulnerable to one another and to God's Spirit, because the Good Shepherd is calling us by name, looking for us among the thistles and the thorns, for those whom the Good Shepherd cherishes in all times and in all places. Listen attentively. If you lean hard enough into the everlasting promises of God, you will hear the voice of the Good Shepherd breaking through the voices that try to keep us down. And hopefully what we thought was an unexpected ending turns out to be a powerful reminder that you are a beloved child of God. A child of God with a caretaker who watches over us like a mother and is willing to give all that we need so that we may find rest in the true peace and the true love that comes from God. Amen.